I'm Zach Schwartz. Welcome to Out of Pocket. Good weekend for me. No, actually, not that good. I wasn't in Miami for Formula yeah. One. Already not as good as it should have been, Zach. But I see what y'all be talking about with this F1 shit. I'm just going to be real. I was always hating, doubting. I'm light-skinned. I'm predisposed to hate. But that should look turned up. I would actually go enjoy race, looking how fast them dudes go. Lewis Hamilton really endeared himself to me with all the jury and the bling after they tried to put the mandate out. And I like to see, I mean, he's a British black dude, but we'll, we'll count it. We'll count him. We'll count it. You I, know. Got the, I still got the sunglass tan. I don't know if y'all can see that right here on the nose. I was out in the sun trying trying my best to enjoy myself. Um, <laughs> obviously, I wanted to touch on this. ESPN reporter Dave McBenamin reported from a source familiar with the situation that a Massey allegedly touched Chris Paul's mother and pushed CP3's wife in front of uh, Paul's children. What the fuck? Like, what the fuck? What is what should the NBA do about this? Um, what, what was your guys' kind of immediate reaction? So I'll just start with this. I saw a great video from my former teammate at UCLA, Matt Barnes, uh, put up a video, you know, directed at Adam Silver in the NBA, just asking them, you know, because you look at CP3 tweet after the game. I remember watching the game that showed that little snippet. He was looking in the stands, and I was like, "Damn, is he about to like Brown with the Karens or something was going on?" But then they kind of cut away real quick. Didn't really acknowledge. I think after that. But, you know, if somebody puts their hands on your boo or mother on Mother's Day, all bets are off, Chief. Anything that happened after that would not have surprised me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I, I mean, not not even on Mother's Day. But we could be in a church, okay? Mm -hmm. You push my mom or my my wife, any bets are off. All bets are off. You know, there's there's no rules anymore. You know, you cross the line that cannot be crossed anywhere. Okay, and this and the NBA has to do something immediately yesterday yeah. about this. You can't be worried about the, your family while you're on the court. You know what I'm saying? If you can't, like, uh, uh, um, Basio said this. He was talking to us in the group chat. He said, "If you can't make sure that players' families are safe in the stands, forfeit the fucking game. Mm-hmm. If their fans are doing that type of shit to people's." Family, you have to forfeit the game immediately. That yeah. way, that fan will. If if, if the if the the person who's jerk, he's wearing a Luka Doncic jersey. If Luka has a, is affected by your decisions in the stands, maybe you'll make better decisions. But the fact that uh, 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 that he is arguing during a playoff game about somebody pushing his mom and 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 wife in front of their kid. If he had jumped in the stands, he was well within his rights. Okay, yeah. that's an instinct an instinctual response to that. You cannot expect players to, 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 to control themselves in these situations. The NBA has to do something immediately, right now. That's sick, man. I th- I think the fan is very fucking lucky that it was Chris Paul's family because I think Chris Paul, being the head of the Players Association, knew probably the consequences if he goes into the stands. Better maybe than anyone else. I think if that shit happens to 99.9% of guys – Rightfully so, they go charge into the stands to take care of that situation. And Zach, how fucking, many fights have you been in your life? How many fights have you been in your life? Yeah. A handful, three to Who, if, if, tops. If, if you're not an NBA player, you're a regular mm-hmm. guy. If somebody pushes your mom or your wife, thousand percent. what's your reaction? Red, done. That Going, is just a, you don't even it. think. That is a normal human reaction. You're expecting people not to be human in situations and control well, themselves. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Look, it, it, this yeah. is like, I'll just put it like this. This is like calling somebody the N-word, but in February, right? Double. Fines are doubled. So instead of a two-piece, it's a four-piece now. Combination with biscuits, strawberry soda, bing, 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 bing. But that's on somebody, a lower-level player on the sun, somebody in the suit who's still getting a bag just to be there for the playoffs, not playing. 
running the stamps. You got to take that one, Chief. But imagine, like you guys said, if it's not CB3, if it's like Udonis Haslam, you know, or somebody like that. You know, imagine if it's LeBron or Lim whoever it from is. from They're going to have him look like old boy. Austin Reeves, uh, go run that fade. Fucking I, Genie, get in there, throw some hands. Hey, like, get, you the, know? get the Suns and Four guy. Let him do your dirty work. Bring, I was thinking, hire him. first thought was bring that dude <laughs> to the next, the next game game six <laughs> in Dallas. <laughs> bring him on the bench, just ready. Yeah. I think uh, <laughs> shirtless. Just ready to get him. Get Tank top ready. out. Who wants the hair? No deodorant. Yeah. Who's ready for it? <laughs> in uh, in the world of soccer, one of the things that they've had a lot of issues with was is rampant racism, and one of the consequences that the leagues have taken is they will flat out ban all of the fans from a stadium for the next game. So that stadium is fucking empty. Your home court advantage gone. Every fan in there. Now is being punished because you were a dumb racist piece of shit. Why aren't we doing that with these fan with this motherfucker that's harassing a family? Because you know for a fact if you are a Mavs fan, a season ticket holder, or someone that's trying to go to game four and five, and you see someone being a piece of shit like this, you're gonna wring their neck and get them out of there to make sure it doesn't fuck up home court. Also, if you do that and you do get everybody banned, imagine how everybody's gonna treat you in that city. You might have to move. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Now you see how these players feel. You know what I'm saying? When people are on their ass all the time, wherever they go, you you move a little different. You think a little different. All right. So I think they treat these people like they're not humans. And mm. you're looking at their family and treating them the same way. That's disgusting. That's disgusting. Get yeah, that right. motherfucker away from the NBA for the rest of his fucking life. I don't give a fuck if he's 14, 15, or 16. You can't be putting hands on people's families. Yeah, as a former Hooper, I'm trash, and I'll fully admit. But I, I did take pride watching Malice in the Palace. Because it wasn't like the players instigated that shit. Somebody throws a cup at our test. All bets are all bing, bing, bing. Saw Turtle trying to run up on Jermaine O'Neal. Whoopty, whoopty, whoop. But I think fan again, we live in this Not culture the now. Surfer. We live in this culture now where, where fans play the video games, fans buy the Luka Doncic jersey, they buy all this shit, and they start in their mind really think, well, shit, it's not really that hard to be a hooper. Like, ooh, like this jersey fits comfortable on me like it does on Luka. I can get out there and get a bucket or two. No, you can't. Shut the fuck up. Respect these dudes. There's also a point, too, where, you know, talking shit, all that stuff is fine, but it gets mm-hmm. to a point where don't don't say some stupid shit that'll get your ass whooped. Don't say some uh- shit. And we live in a culture now that encourages that shit, whether it's on the internet, whatever. You got all these dweeb-ass motherfuckers that create troll accounts to talk wild and talk reckless. Blocked. Say shit that they will never see. Then you see him in public, his eyes on the concrete. He's like, motherfucker, say that shit Bro, that you hell. said to me or you run up on him. Oh, it's a joke. I was just Bro. kidding. Just kidding, these fucking two-piece. I, I don't even argue with folks no more. You just get blocked. I ain't got no time yep. for you. got the energy for you, G. You know, I you want that weirdo stuff. You trying to argue with me, bro. I don't know you and I don't give a fuck about you. Mm-hmm. I didn't know you existed before this moment. Why would I spend energy arguing with you? Block, enjoy the abyss, bro. Enjoy, have, have a great life. I never want to see you again. Flat out. If I can't fight you over some wild shit you say, then I have no time to talk. I ain't talking to you. It's unfortunate. You feel me? And that's the thing I, with me. When On the basketball court, if you're talking shit, keep it basketball. Keep it basketball. Mm-hmm. When you're saying wild shit that's disrespectful to get your ass with anywhere else, that's when you're crossing the line. If you wouldn't say that to that person's face, why the fuck are you saying it? Flat I out. Think, I think, I, and I'm curious about this, because I think if you ask old players, I think these things still happen. I think we just know about them now because there's a million people in the stands with video. Chris Paul can go after the game and tweet this out to alert us to the situation. You were saying they got cameras, enough cameras to show CP on the bench in this mm-hmm. altercation. Because, like, I know for a fact, like, you know, I, Joe, I don't know if your family ever had experiences like this, but, like, when we went to play U of A and I worked for ASU, we had this player, Ty Abbott, shout out to him. I think he works for the Sixers. Great dude. They fucking spit on his mom. 
the U of A Bro. fans. Spit on his mom at Bro. the game. I was playing a game at Stanford. I'm not going to say the teammate's name. Whole Stanford crowd starts chanting that his girlfriend's a hoe. This is in the fucking arena. Clap, clap. Uh, such and such a hoe. Such and such a hoe. And, I, and I'm just looking at the dude. And it's like, this goes beyond. And I was ready like to take him for the team. I'll go fight all yeah. those dweebs. Go one on 100. This is Sparta. Oh, you, on their dweeb you, square weenie asses. It's like the Matrix, Joe. Those are nerds up there. But, but this is the you. shit that people start to get really, you know what I mean? They start to cross that line. And it's like, dog, you would get binged up. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. this this is like, like, like the Jethro said earlier. It goes, that shit goes out the window. And if CP3 runs in the stands and fucks up that fan, he needs to be commended. Give that man a medal. Give him fucking, he gets an extra foul the next game. All right. Give yes. him some, some type of award. No more Scott Fosters for the rest of his career. Like something. He gets to be the commissioner. Just, yeah. Set that example and let fans know. Cause there comes, I mean, believe me, like healthy shit talk, whatever is fine. Like, you know, playing with some guys thrive off that shit. It's part of the game. And That's it's part, part of the game. game. But now you start pushing moms and shit over a basketball game. Like Luca over ain't gonna fight for you, dog. Luca when Luca will watch you get hemmed up and bing, bing, bing. Yeah. And crack up with CP3 about the shit. And you're right, exactly. He would think you deserved it. You look, you yeah. are an asshole to, to the person whose jersey you're wearing. And you remember Vernon Maxwell? I just learned this when he punched that dude in the face. The person was t- talking about his stillborn child at a game. Yeah. What the fuck do you expect that man to do in that situation, bro? Be me, be me. He, he ran in the crowd and binked him up, and that's exactly what he was supposed to do. It's sickening. Fandom, I struggled with that for years. Fandom has gotten out of hand, bro. And, I mean, at least what we've been seeing. And the NBA mm. has to correct this. This right here has to be the final straw. You can't be yeah. putting hands. It's, it, it, when it get, goes past even the players, you're putting hands on people's family. That's a problem. T- Shaq t- said t- he had his uncles and cousins out there when his family went to the, went to away games. So oh, somebody could just day. fall their ass like, oh, boy, they did. Oh, boy, they jumped on Dave Chappelle's stage. Turn that motherfucker inside out. You know what I mean? <laughs> had him looking like Jimmy Cricket. You feel Jimmy, me? Hey, Jimmy. Say, hey, go ahead and run that. Get, get, get the cousins <laughs> out there. Get the cousins, bro. You know what I mean? They like to flip and flop them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they went back there and experimented with my man, Dr. Frankenstein. The- he came back out. <laughs> As a He's hooper, alive. though, this is real shit. As a hooper, you, you live for that moment where you could go fuck up a fan. I'm just going to be real for you. It's like, you know, it's like if they fire the first shot and now it's a war. Oh, I live for that type of shit. Mm-hmm. Let a crowd rush the court. Motherfuckers get in my face. Bink. Beep, beep, beep. All right, first and foremost, Nikola Jokic wins back-to-back MVP. Gentlemen, is he your MVP? I don't know. I'm just going to be real. Uh, You know, congrats to Joker. I think he obviously deserved it based on what the numbers and all that shit looks like. But the reality is Giannis is the best player in the NBA right now. He is that dude. Embiid could also make a case, obviously, what he's got going on with the janky face looking like, uh, you know, the Phantom of the Opera, Zorro, whatever. <laughs> but, you know, the, the case for Joker, he lost some of his, his best, you know, no Jamal Murray, you know, limited MP, no MPJ. With that squad, obviously what he did, got to give it up to him. But for me, I'm rolling with Giannis. You already know. I'm pandering for Bucks tickets. It is what it is. Nuggets fans get mad at me. You will not see the Western Conference Finals ever again. And that's just the mm-hmm. reality of this situation we're in. I just, I, I think, I think Joker. I mean, he was his numbers were incredible. You know, the team he was on, what he did with that Nuggets team, where everybody was hurt, was special. It's just, I, mean, I just look at Giannis and I just see how dominant he is. It's just hard for me to see him getting it back to back while Giannis is the best player in the league consistently, and the things Giannis is doing with a better team. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Their team is better. And you see them right now without Middleton, and they haven't missed a beat. They're beating a Celtics team right now. I know this is, you know, this is postseason play. But, you know, this is what Giannis does. You know what I'm saying? Where, where they're beating the Celtics team where people were talking about this is a chip-level team last yeah. series. And they're making Jason Tatum, one of the best players in the league, an all-star, look, you know what I'm saying, next to nothing. You know, he's, what, 0 for 10? 
at one point, like, dog, I mean, it's just what, what Giannis does on the on the court is unmatched. And, you know, it's, it, I think I think Joker, based upon what he did this year, is very deserving. But, I mean, my MVP is Giannis, you know? Yeah. I'm tired of us doing this vote before the playoffs. It's always embarrassing when the guy who wins it is not still in the playoffs. <laughs> I think, like you guys said, Nikola Jokic, great numbers. Just seeing how important and what Giannis is doing without Middleton, what Embiid is doing without Harden. You can tell me he's playing, uh, you know, but not that's well Jimothy enough. Harden. That's not that's not James. <laughs> Jimothy Harden. <laughs> so I think. I think either of those two gentlemen should have won it just off of the heroics from both of them. Um, congrats, Jokic. I, I think it's a weird award at this point, and I think we've talked about it in the past, but it, it's kind of an antiquated way to do it. Like, I don't think Bill Simmons should be voting for this. I don't think Rosillo should be voting for this. It should be the players. Go ahead, the Zach. Players are giving that you award want some JJ? Else. You on that JJ right now? Give it to us. Give it to <laughs> it, us. You know what? We I'm agree, done. though. Ain't no Russo in here, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, this, this is the, the most ridiculous shit, and I think we need to. We can't take any of these awards, unfortunately, even ones LeBron won, Steph won, whatever, because you got the squeenies and dweebs that get to vote for it. People that have never hooped at any point in their life, but because they give nuanced takes, they, they're a good journalist and they write well. It's like, you know, I always tell you guys, I used to watch a ton of porno as a kid. That didn't make me Mr. Mark. That didn't make me Brian Pumper, right? You know, I was not lasting in cheeks a long time. So all that watching really did not translate to the actual, the act of doing it. And that's the only point I'm trying to make <laughs> is that these guys are allowed to give takes and opinions when really they have no fucking clue what they're watching. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're giving these takes because they're at the games or whatever, but even beat reporters. If you're a beat reporter with the team or somebody like my pops who works from the Milwaukee Bucks, right? You get to see all these people up close and personal, but he's also a five-time all-star, three or four-time all-NBA player. So he knows what he's watching. He knows what he's looking at much better than some of these guys that get to vote. And let's just be real. This award now, it, 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 it's not, it doesn't have any real value because the human beings that are voting for it were never even at a point where they could be watched because they never were. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if, you, if you've never hooped in your life, how are you talking about hoops? Because you watch a lot of games? No. Nobody, nobody's going to understand the game like these players. Like, with us talking to Amon, how much he broke down the game. You know what I mean? Like, nobody's going to understand what these players are doing like the players. So let the players vote. Like, like, you, like you were saying, Josiah, like, I feel, you know, if, if you can't, if, if you've never hooped in your life, you don't understand the game in a particular way, let alone understand it to the, you know, to the level of these players that, 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 that are playing and are going against these guys that understand it. Like, even who do you say was uh, one of the, the most uh, difficult players to guard? Uh, Tyreek Evans. Uh, yeah, uh, Tyreek. Tyreek Evans. And when we, 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 when we saw Tyreek, we knew Tyreek was a dog, but like for him to say that, putting on the level of, of, a, of a KD, of yep. a Kyrie, you know what I'm saying? Like they understand the game on a different level. And I mean, I think they're the people that should be making this decision for sure. They're costing 100%. these dudes money. That's the fucked up part about all this shit. When you look at like NBA 75 lists and things like that, it's like if we're going to do an NBA 75 vote, we need to make that the voting pool so large in terms of former players, all these people that get to do it. You're giving people votes that literally have no business, didn't even watch most of the people that they're, they're, they're grandfathering in. You guys talk about Bob Cousy. I'm a fan. He's one of the few Caucasian Hoopers that I do rock with. Okay. Ooh, ooh. Back in the day, but <laughs> now you're costing you're costing people money, right? We're talking about all NBA teams. You talk about Jason Tatum who missed out on thirty million dollars. Like that's that's a fade that needs to be ran. If I'm Tatum, I'm still salty about that. I'm not doing any interviews with you dweebs as a result of that until somebody comes up with my thirty two mil. Start a GoFundMe. Give me some of the all the bread y'all make talking about me, not knowing what the fuck you're watching. But there needs to be a discourse on this, and basically we just need to run a fade. I think I'm feeling you know after watching Canelo get mopped up this weekend, I'm ready just to start delivering fades. With technical, you know, but really just giving it to people. 
Uh, Canelo I, has I, no business at 175. <laughs> bro, you're 5'7". Yeah, Take your ass that, back let, down, bro. Let you that dream like, go. You got bullied, all right? You got The bully got bullied. You know He's got to get back on those special. These are his words: the special tacos. You know about that, right? He said he <laughs> popped, Joe. He popped for steroids like four or five years ago, and they're like, "How'd that happen?" He goes, "I ate some bad street tacos." Mm. That was his excuse for getting caught for steroids. Got to go find that taco card again, man. Gotta love right, Floyd I, Mayweather I, coming in, just like, nah, he was a bum. He, 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 he was not. He was like <laughs> MJ. Always there to remind people. Fifteen. He was not. He, he was not I had no problem with Canelo. Yeah, uh, I do want to make this point. I know I've said this before, but I would like this clipped off just for my own use. Okay, the MVP voting is stupid. The idea of it comes from when people had newspapers that were really big and the league wasn't big. So they gave writers voting capabilities to decide an award so the newspaper would cover said award and help drum up press. We don't fucking need that anymore. Most of these newspapers are struggling for dollars and eyes as it is. The NBA is doing just fine. Why are they deciding this shit still? It's a dated marketing tool. hundred <laughs> percent. I mean? It's a thousand percent a dated marketing tool. So anyway, that's the last thing I got for that. Um, all right. Yesterday, we saw the Mavs tie this series 2-2. I told my old roommate, Rob, who's Mavs saying on Friday that series was over. And now this series, we're back to zero. Um, what do y'all think? Has your stance on that series changed? I think CB3 is about to be a little pissed off motherfucker and really come back out. You can't have high-level stars like that fouling out of playoff games at the level he did. I mean, that's just that's just flagrant bullshit. I'm not calling out anybody. I'm not calling out refs or officials because I do get an NBA bag on occasion. I don't want to squander or sacrifice it. But... Some of the calls are egregious for a high-level superstar, 37 years old. I'm being real. You know what I'm saying? A lot of these media types won't tell you the bags that they're getting. I'm always keeping real with you. I'm getting bags, so I got to be— You're getting bags I'm everywhere. You got to be mindful, talk about though. nobody. You get— but when the league sees it, they, want, they might want to take that bag, and then you never know. But, you know, Gucci loafers <laughs> might have thinking. to wait a, wait another season. But, look, just to see the way that that dude gets treated and manhandled, and it wasn't even like, you know, the Voldemort of officials were refing that game. This was like an extension now. And to see the, the call he went out with on the six, some of those fouls are legitimate, don't get me wrong. But you're going to foul a dude out on that bullshit, knowing that that's CP3, knowing the implications it has. But again, if you're trying to extend the series, I get it. But I don't think this thing is going past six. I feel like Suns now are going to get some light. You know, they got the light-skinned wonder and, and Devin Booker is going to be a little salty. He didn't get any MVP love still. CP3 going to be mad about all those situations going on. They're going to really bust some ass. I don't, it doesn't change my opinion. I think the Suns are still a much better team. I think it's in, they've made it interesting. That's the best that the Mavs could do in this series, and that's what they've done. I think the Suns will, you know, like Desai said, win in six. Um, it was interesting. I mean, the way they were just bullying Chris Paul, though. Now, every time Luka had him, he was like, oh, you know, food, food. They catch him in the post, food, food. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's been that's that. that I mean, not, they they had a, a decent game plan, but um, I don't I don't see them winning again. You know, like that game plan comes together because I'm sure that shit happened to Jay Kidd in a playoff series. He's trying to figure out what to do to slow this shit down, and he's like, "Oh, I remember the time I got into foul trouble because they kept just throwing it to me in the in like great putting me in the coffin in the paint." And I fouled out of the game and it fucked us in a playoff series. Let's try to do that against CP. And it worked super well. I'm happy it's at least a series because the other side is such a war that it, if, if, say, the Suns got out of this on a sweep or a 4-1, they're going to be well-rested and Warriors or Grizzlies are going to come in real beat up. And that's just not that fun to watch. So 
I just am glad it's going to be a series across the board, right? Um, like you said, Warriors you, are who? Uh, Warriors are who's going to be beat up? What's that? Uh, who's no, the, no, the Warriors going to just the Warriors. The Warriors call the Grizzlies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just the Warriors. Ain't no Warriors. Just the Warriors. I ain't playing either. <laughs> Go ahead. We'll get, it's we'll get to it's that step, game. baby. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead and simulate those games. It's yeah, over for, with. For sure. <laughs> but we will talk about that later in the show. Last night, James Harden showed up in game four, 31 points. Joel Embiid, 24 and 11. Do you think the Sixers now can win this series? Because I do. I'll be honest. I think the Heat are rattled. That Jimmy Butler gave him 40. How often is Jimmy Butler doing that Jimmy Butler stuff? I kind of feel bad because it feels like there's people starting to – Heat fans are blaming uh, Duncan Robinson because they gave him all that money and he played one minute last night. Well, he hasn't played like, much in this series. Was it a good minute? Playoffs, honestly. And that's why yeah. I privilege, Zach. I can't even get mad at that. Shout <laughs> out to Duncan. Shout out to – get that back, Duncan. But Y'all go figure it out. Y'all lost. He looked – he look rattled. Bam isn't doing Bam stuff because Joel Embiid is arguably the best center in the league, and um, so, he was my MVP. So, what do you guys think now? So here's the thing. I think you know, looking at the way Harden's played when the trade first happened, you know, I think Sixers fans got really excited. I want to say they won like four or five straight. Then it kind of hit that low. Harden hadn't scored like over 25 in like 12 games, whatever that number was. We're not a show that gives a fuck about stats, but we watch the games. We know what's going on. <laughs> but I'll, I'll say this, that, uh, you know, Harden is out there looking like Kimbo Slice. But if he keeps shooting threes like he did in game four, we're going to call his ass Kimbo Thrice because he's out there really doing it. He looked he looked the energy, you know what I'm saying, on his face, getting happy after plays, the, the flexing, like the yelling. The throwing up gang signs. That's the shit I need to see out of a Los Angelino like James Harden with the Rick Ross beard, looking phenomenal, looking healthy, we, looking like his hamstring was a little janky, looking a little better. But if Harden could keep playing like that, y'all might go ahead and be in that Eastern Conference Finals. But that's a big ass. And he's going back to Miami. So the question we really need to ask ourselves is, is it going to be an off night at the strip club? Which strippers are working? Because if I'm the Heat, I'm calling in all the hitters from all across the country Putting a big ass, you know, big ass sign in front of Harden's hotel. Like they on tonight. They all working, James. They all working. We got the ones for you. Maybe just leave a stack of one dollar bills in his hotel room just to make that just transition. To trail one dollar bills to the club eleven. <laughs> Straight to the club. But we'll see. It was good seeing Harden aggressive as he was. He hasn't he's played more like a facilitator. You know what I'm saying? We were I think we had the joke, me and Zach were talking about this shit. That he's Eric Snow without them foul calls. You know what I mean? <laughs> that but, hurt, yeah. But but no, like, you know, he's, he's I, I I feel like the player we have seen at the last few weeks is a player we'll see in the future, but it's good seeing him aggressive. They'll need him to be aggressive like that for them to win. I thought the Sixers were a better team when they have Embiid, just because Embiid is just that good. I thought yeah. they would beat this Heat team. Um, now that the series is tied 2-2, I think they have a chance. I think they have a chance. I don't know what's going to happen. Obviously, nobody does, but I think they have a chance. Before, I thought with Embiid missing two games and going into an 0-2 hole, you know what I'm saying, with uh, uh, with the Spolster coach Heat team, that there was no way. They tied it up, you know what I'm saying? We'll see. But I think the Heat is the better team, um, um, you know, in this with, with these matchups. And what Embiid is doing, like, you know, like, what do you want Bam to do? What the fuck do you want Bam to do? He's playing a god. Of course, he's going from 80% to 20%. He's playing Joel Embiid, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Who could have just as easily been the MVP as Jokic. All right, we have two playoff games tonight. Let's start with Memphis Golden State. Obviously, no John Morant tonight. Um, any thoughts as far as the claims of Jordan Poole being dirty? Because I thought that was nonsense. I just, like, especially, like, if you, 
I understand you're in the moment going for the ball. I thought that was very innocent. If you want to look at a moment that's like that, go see how Pat Beverly did Russ's knee, where it's like Pat uh, Russ is dribbling the ball and Pat Bev just like dives at it. I don't think what Jordan Poole did was dirty at all. So let's all right. First things first. Let's get some shit out the window. He was not going for the ball. He was going for Jaws' knee. Do I think he was trying to dislocate or do any of that shit? No, he was just trying to get a competitive advantage. This is shit you do in basketball. If we're both running for a loose ball, I may yank your arm, may try to fucking throw you off a little bit, may try to impede. But it wasn't like clear him out. But he went for he went for the knee. But it wasn't like I'm trying to injure your knee. And if you look at the play, I think a player two before that's where Jaw hurt the knee on that clay three where he kind of stumbles off the court. But, yeah, the ball, whatever, it's, it, I'm trying to go for the need to get a competitive advantage, not to be dirty. So I don't think Jordan Poole's dirty in that regard. You saw Ja tweet, broke the code, and then deleted the tweet, obviously. Somebody got in his ear. I don't know if it was T. Morant. I don't know if it was Desmond Bain. I don't know who it was. But somebody got in his dome. And I don't think it was – when you compare that to Dylan Brooks' play – or even Draymond's, not, even not close, not close at not all. Close. But all Warriors fans all up, you know, getting getting their panties in the bundle, like, oh, he was going for the ball. It's like, bro, look at the fucking tape. The ball was over here, the knee's right yeah. here. He was trying to move the knee to go get the ball. Not a dirty play, though, by any stretch of the imagination. He was trying to move Ja. The knee was just the closest thing to him. You Thank know what you. I mean? And that's done all, it's just, that's a basketball play. For him to have the wherewithal in that moment to grab his knee and try to hurt him, you have to be Hannibal Lecter type crazy to think like yeah. that, G. You're going to go check this fucking this, this basement for bodies, bro. Check the fridge because that is some crazy shit. Bro, I'm yeah. going to grab his knee in that microsecond and try, to, and try to fuck that man up. Nobody's thinking like that. He's just trying to get the ball. He was trying to clear Ja out or move Ja so he can get to the ball. Just like every other basketball play when they're fighting over the ball. It's just it's just unfortunate that, that, ja, that ja, you know, injured something he had already hurt a little bit and in some couple plays prior but yeah man it wasn't it wasn't dirty it's unfortunate it was nothing like the you know the dylan brooks play not even close not even close and we talked about this uh the grizzlies what 20 and 5 without john morant uh they'll be 26 tonight yeah they'll be 26. <laughs> yeah not gonna happen today bubble you yeah. know what i'm saying Yo, go ahead, go ahead and get them plans in Maldives set up, G. Go the ahead. regular season, <laughs> when, that regular season when you going extra hard, that that shit yeah. does not matter. Come postseason playoff time, Steph still hasn't. The sad thing or crazy thing for me is that Steph still hasn't reached that Steph level, right? And he's still full dominating. Steph. He's, still yeah. he's had up. moments. He had he's had moments, but he hasn't but had that full game. It, where but he hasn't just, been just like oh, Steph's back. Me. He's kind of just yeah. chilling, letting these dudes get you know, letting these dudes get their confidence and bearings. And if you're another team, you got to be scared as fuck seeing that shit. Because soon as Steph turns that, it's thing gonna on, come. It's coming. Yeah, it's gonna come, baby. Sadly, you know, I mean, I'm a lifelong Steph uh, Curry fan, not a lifelong Steph Curry fan fan. Okay. Oh yeah, that's fucks because Steph Curry fans are gonna be uns- insufferable. It would be great though to go see another finals game, go see them lose another game in their home arena like we did in 2019. But it'd be on Twitter if you're listening, TJ. TJ, I know you got promoted. Okay, but but tell whoever replaced you to go ahead and get us out there so we can go watch their demise again, please. <laughs> Nothing better. Um. All right. Last thing with the bat on the basketball front, Bucks playing uh, the Celtics tonight. Bucks lead two one. Who you guys got tonight? Ooh. It's hard to root against Giannis, but I, I think you know if you watch that game, uh, Bucks put themselves in a great position, built that great lead, then tricked it off, and there's no way that they should have won that game. I mean, Celtics honestly got. I mean, uh, the Bucks got saved with the Celtics tricking off all those shots at the end of the game. Was it a foul for Marcus Smart? I don't know. Don't care. Mm-hmm. Pandering to Milwaukee, trying to get these tickets, not tripping. But yeah. I would just say, you know, they, they came out, had a great effort. They were looking strong, and then kind of just let that shit go. 
And those are the type of games. It reminds me of that that game one against uh, the Nets, where that could be a whole difference maker in the series, right? Nets mm-hmm. win that game. You know, they're not getting swept. Obviously, I, I, it feels like it's a different series because now they're going to get a little bit of confidence. But for mm-hmm. Bucks to win that game, such a crucial game, it's, it's going to be tough, man. And if they, if they go up three one, you know, holler back. You know, it is what it I is. Think, I think Eme might have figured something out. You know, when he came come came back from that, you know, that deficit they had. Um, so we'll see. We won't see Jason Tatum play that bad maybe ever again in our lives. Hopefully not. Jesus Christ. Bro. I hope so. You know so. what I'm saying? So um, I think the, I think the Celtics come back and, and tie it up. But I think when, it's, when it comes to the series, like like you were saying, uh, Joe, you know, it's hard to root against Giannis, man. Best player in the world. You know, that man moves mountains, you know what I'm saying? Especially in, in, in moments when he needs to. So I think, you know, I, I, I would love to see the Celtics win. I would love to see – I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a Celtics fan fan, just like the Warriors, but I love Jason Tatum. I would love yeah. to see him play. But I think, you know, uh, we talked about last uh, series where Jason Tatum had taken a big step and he was a guy now. He was one of the best players in the playoffs. We need to see Jason Tatum, you know, be the same Jason Tatum we saw last series. You know, and, and it's and it was easy to do that when you didn't have anybody playing defense. Now you've got some, some, some guys in front of you. You know, be the Jason Tatum we know you can be. So I think we'll see that um, more uh, this game than last game. We're not going to see good players. Like I think Shaq said this. Good players don't have back-to-back bad games like that. Um, so, so yeah. Um, all right. Elsewhere outside of basketball, uh, the Formula One race in Miami was this weekend. Ooh, obviously. It was. It looked phenomenal, stung, Zach. Stung to watch. I really wanted to be there next year. Next it look, year, it looked, I'll for, be it looked there. like a place that you could really get some great content for. Uh, you know, a <laughs> new company that's I'll really trying there. to make waves Hosting in the game. My own show. I'm putting it out there for for Wave Sports and Entertainment on our new Formula One channel. I'll be hosting a show there. I'll get to interview Lewis Hamilton. I'm putting that in the universe. All right. How did How did Lewis do this weekend? He got sixth. Their their car is They're not garbage, good this year. So it's it's not so much his right. fault. Yeah. Exciting weekend in general. A lot of celebrities there. Uh, Sky Sports' own Martin Brundle sees a gentleman walking through the paddock where the race area, and he runs up to interview him and calls him Patrick several several times. And Paolo, being a good guy, just gives him the interview. And about midway through, he realizes it is not Patrick Mahomes, but in fact, Paolo Bancaro. Now, to Martin Brundle's credit, though it is for sure racist, uh, Travis Kelsey was walking with him. So I can I, I can't justify it. I you can't. can't. You can't. There's no, no explanation for that. Fuck no. all that. Ain't no to his credit. That's some bullshit. They don't no. look nothing alike, bro. They just no. light-skinned. That's what he confused him. You know? That, that's on, like bro. saying, like, if, if Nate Robinson was walking with Scottie Pippen and somebody confused him for Jordan, I'm just like, you right. know what I mean? Like, right. like, that's a reach. But if I was Paolo in that situation, I would have just did the interview as Patrick Mahomes and said some really off, out-of-pocket, off-the-wall shit just to see. Just I to left see my how, wife. <laughs> Yeah, I wish you know. I wish he would have confused you. That made it some great content. I wish I could go to the Raiders, you know, whatever. You know, yeah. I'm just I'm tired of being uh, a Kansas City dog. Like this shit is, is cold. Like, but that would have been phenomenal. Zach, uh, I'm not even an F1 fan. And I looked at turned up that the van was, and I was like, damn, that'd be a place that I would want to hang out and definitely get some content at. You know. It it did look good. I'll say Martin Brundle kind of they've been doing this for a bit where they throw him at celebrities that are walking by and he tries to run up and get interviews. Famously, Megan the Stallion security like fucking basically like picked him up and shoved his ass away, and Megan had to be like, "No, no, he's fine." It was hilarious. 
Kendrick Lamar, new music video dropped. What was your guys' initial reaction? And are you now convinced that the album will be good? Because I don't think there's much replay value on the song. I thought the visuals were cool, but I'm not going to listen to it more than twice. So here's the thing. Uh, you know, Charles Arstein, producer, sent the video over in the chat. I'm watching the video, and I, I just smoked some marijuana. I'm going to be honest. Recreationally, <laughs> in the state that allows that. Thank God for California. Legally and recreationally. So as I'm watching, I'm like, yo, is this dude's fucking face changing? Like, what the fuck is going on? And then I finally got the kind of gist of the video. Because the face, some of the face swire, deep fakes, whatever they call it nowadays, were a little mm-hmm. confusing. The, the Jesse Smollett's and then the OJ's. And I kept looking like, wait, is this Kendrick? Is this dude? Because he's starting to look like Will Smith right here. But I will say that, you know, like, I appreciated the Nipsey at the end of it and him kind of taking on the spirit of Nip for that last verse and just rapping about all that good stuff, giving a shout out to Black Sam, his brother. And, you know, but also I can understand if I was the family. And I think like somebody pointed out, we'll probably find out later in this week that he'd got approval from all these people or they were on board with it. Except for OJ, who we all know is a double murderer. You don't need his approval. But, you know, just be. Or maybe you do. And I was watching this shit. Uh, and when the OJ thing came on, I'm like, damn, if I was a white woman right now, I'd be grabbing my neck, like trying to be, save my life. Like, what the fuck's going on? This shit is weird. <laughs> it, it shout out to Bansky. Bansky, we were in the group chat. Bansky posted the photo when I think it was him with the Kanye face and said he looked like Ronaldo Balkman, and I, I've never seen something funny. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate it from the artistic standpoint. You know, I'm a weirdo art, artist, artist ass type dude. You feel me? I, and so I, I always appreciate appreciate this shit from that standpoint. I don't think it's an album I'm a one from Kendrick. I love Damn. I love Good Kid, Mad City. I love Section 80. You know, mm-hmm. this gives me to Pippa Butterfly vibes. You know what I mean? And maybe that's his most important or most impactful album, but it's not my favorite, you know, because it's it's very, you know, deep, difficult content to digest when you just want to enjoy yourself. And that's how yeah. what I listen to music a lot of times. If I want to get deep with something, usually I just pick a fucking book up. You know what I'm saying? And read that, you know, I got Toni Morrison, right? That I'm reading right now. You feel me? So, no, like, I mean, I, 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 I love the visual. I thought it was innovative. That was interesting, even though he copied. But I feel like, yo, we all out here taking influence from other people. He just executed it better. Big, mm. you know what I'm saying? Uh, like, I mean, for instance, like even with, like Joe, you are the first pers- person that invented memes, but you do it the best. So when people think of memes, they think of you. You know what I'm saying? So for everybody who's now watching, uh, another independent rapper who was signed to Universal at one point by the name of AK, AK. came out. Yeah. Acu- white dude came out accused Kendrick Lamar of stealing the concept for his video. Very similar videos. I'll just say this: that's for Elvis, motherfucker. That's for Eminem. That's for every time y'all jack some shit from us. That's for uh, everybody. Friends for Jack and Living Living Single. How does it feel? How does it feel? But also make a better song, bro. You know what I'm saying? And also we're talking about you because of the video similarities. But that execution that we just saw was better. It was a good idea. Whoever pitched that made it great. You know what I'm saying? He, You saw a great idea and that person saw what it could be and made that. So when we see that, we're going to think about Kendrick. You know what I'm saying? Make a better song. You know, execute it better. But I mean, hey, you know, um, I, I, I'm, 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 I don't, I'm looking forward to the, to the, uh, to the album. I don't know how much I'll enjoy the music alone. Uh, but I, th- I, but I respect it, and I respect the art that goes behind it. I mean, he's a brilliant mind. It'll, I mean, it's gonna win a Grammy. That that video is gonna win awards, and it's funny. And I mean, I mean, you look at the cost of that video. I'm just saying it's, a, it's one setup with Kendrick. You know, it probably cost him maybe 20, 30 grand. But, you know, it'll it'll do better numbers of videos that cost a million dollars to make. Yeah. So I appreciate the concept. Appreciate the art. Appreciating him. 
you know, putting his heart into that song, the hard part five. But I don't know, guys. I'm an L.A. guy. I got to rock with Kendrick. So K. Dot all day. We pander off this way. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to see what the album has to offer. And I will say he hasn't put out no bullshit. So that's the most important Never. thing. No, true. You know what I mean? We can't say that about every artist, you know, especially on the West Coast. There have been some times where they put some shit out. That's like, ooh. <laughs> Best I like of you, luck dog. to AK, though. Best of luck to you, Bubba. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I hold out hope that it's the best album we get or an album of the summer type vibe. This single, like you're saying, John, doesn't quite give me the hope of that. I don't think it would be bad. I just think that maybe the messaging is perhaps too deep for me to sit back in a car with the with the windows down and just kind of cruise around listening to it. So we'll see. To Pimple Butterfly, you have to watch, listen to the whole album, too. And this may be one of those where, like, it's kind of like a movie. You don't jump in and see, yeah. I don't know, 14. And you know what I'm saying? I can't yeah. jump on song three jump or on four on yeah, Butterfly. Yeah. You have to listen to the whole joint. So that's, what, you know, I, and I, this this gives me those same vibes. So will I like the album? I probably will like it. How much will I replay it? To Pimple Butterfly is the least played album of all the Kendrick albums. You know what I'm saying? At least on my uh, album. No, I agree. Music, you know what I mean? So I agree. All right, last thing, Joe, do you want to just... Yeah, uh, so, you know, last thing, I think in this show, we're, we're a basketball show, we talk about a lot of other stuff, but we always, you know, when, when tragic things happen, got to acknowledge them, got to just pay tribute. So I want to just give, uh, you know, some love to Adrian Payne and his family. Uh, for those who don't know, he was tragically shot and killed uh, Monday morning in Orlando, Florida. Uh, Adrian played at uh, Michigan State. I think it's where a lot of us kind of became familiar with him in his game, developed a relationship with, with Lacey Hallsworth, who he had met in the hospital, and kind of, you know, she became like the, the rallying cry for Michigan State and just showing up at tournaments and events and doing that type of stuff and just their, their unique bond. But Adrian, you know, from, for, from everything that, that I know, from people I've talked to, great dude, uh, was a first-round draft pick in 2014, uh, played, you know, bounced around the NBA, bounced around overseas, was still playing overseas, I think, at the time of his passing. But, uh, you know, you see guys like Zach Levine, I believe, tweeted about other people responding. So just from our standpoint, we want to send love and prayer to his family. And I'll just also encourage everybody out there, if you're watching the show, you know, just to make every day your masterpiece. And, you know, it's a John Wooden quote, something I try to live by, because you really just got to live every day like it's your last, because you really don't know, you know. And for him to, to die under them circumstances, and that's the, the thing nowadays when you see those type of things happen, and, uh, you know, you just never know kind of what the details are. And then when you find out what the details are, and it's just been a wave in the past couple of weeks, Dwayne Haskins and different things going on, obviously all the NCAA players who've kind of, you know, succumbed to unfortunate circumstances. So, you know, just, just remember to tell the people that you love them and just try to be the best, best person that you can be while you're here on this earth. Because, again, you never know. You could you walk outside and something tragic can happen. And, you know, what's your legacy going to be? So, you know, rest in peace to Adrian Payne. Uh, prayers up for his family and just you know yeah that's hate to end this kind of on, on a tragic note but definitely we show love in the hoop community he was a, a vital big part of it so you know the, the game is the game for sure right rest on. in peace man y'all be cool